0: HVAC 360, episode number 78. Train residential and commercial products from the AHR Expo. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of HVAC 360. I am your host, Matt Nelson. Uh, this is another throwback episode. This was actually recorded on the floor of the HR Expo back in 2015 in Chicago. Um, and the reason I'm bringing it back now, uh, because it does have, again, some of that evergreen content where you can kind of get an idea of what happened three years ago versus what's happening today. I talk with uh, Ken Shonek and uh, Rolf Paper, Ken's on the residential side, or at least was, and Rolf was on the commercial side, so I talked to the two of them, and what was interesting was the uh, on the residential side, you see uh, different products you know you have the internet of things now starting you know starting to come into vogue back in two thousand and fifteen, um, and you can kind of see where that's gone and how that's evolved over time. Uh, you talking about some of the thermostats that they're offering and how the integrated services play in into the part of Ah, uh, the residential market. Um, in fact, you know there are probably some uh, a, f- a few good ideas you could probably pick up from listening to the uh, the episode. So that's kind of basically why I'm putting it out. Yeah, uh, things I also found interesting. Um, a little bit uh, of what we're going to talk about in the residential. They talk about the uh, the the products as far as the you know thermostats and integrated thermostats. Uh, they t- talk about remote access, uh, variable speed systems. Um, starting to come into the residential market, uh, and also VRF, or the residential. On the commercial side, uh, we talk a little bit about chillers, and we talk about some custom air handlers with Rolf. Uh, So, without further ado, let's uh, cut to the tape with Ken and Rolf. All right, we're on the, uh, the floor of the AHR Expo here. 2015 in Chicago. I'm talking with Ken Shonek, who is the VP of Engineering and Technology for the residential uh, sector for Train. How are you doing today, Ken? I'm doing good. Thanks, Matt. So, I guess what what's new here for on the residential side for a Train?
1: Sure. Um, sitting here in a Train booth, we're showing a lot of new residential product. Uh, we'll talk a little bit, firstly, about our uh, new line of thermostats. Uh, we, we've had the uh, what we call the ComfortLink 2 or the Train XL950 thermostat in the marketplace for a number of years. It's a uh, connected stat, uh, manages communicating systems, uh, and enables a homeowner to uh, connect via uh, iPad, any kind of uh, electronic device to uh, change set points on their, at home and all those kind of things. We've had that product in the marketplace for a couple of years. We're uh, displaying three new uh, thermostats, uh, aimed at taking the technology uh, down in price point and also down in sophistication of the system that uh, may reside on a home, uh, and starting with our XL 850, which is basically a connecting, a connect, a communicating system for non-zone systems, uh, into our XL 824 thermostat which is uh kind of an entry level wi-fi connected color uh, screen stat uh, for a 24 volt system uh thir- minimum efficiency to about 16 sear and then we've got a black and white as well the 624 which is really uh, a down and dirty um, uh, cost effective uh, connected stat for a homeowner
0: Right now, I, I guess the uh, the six twenty four is kind of the stat that you, you you typically see. Now it's just kind of a, uh, a you know a, a black a black and white two tone kind of thermostat. The others are full color, um, and but I guess the good news is they're
1: all Wi Fi enabled. You're saying they're all Wi Fi enabled as well, so they're all connectable to uh, a home automation system or of something like that. To which we have, as well, what, talking about our Nexia Home Intelligence System, we have a portal that enables us to bring those stats and display them to the homeowner on their uh, on their uh, computer screen, and connect in all, any Z-Wave device that would be available on the marketplace, from uh, lights to garage door openers to pool pumps to uh, you know locks, those kind of things. You name it. So it it, uh, it connects in to an ecosystem that allows the homeowner. Uh, peace of mind when they're traveling or uh, somebody that may have a second home to be able to check up on a second home from time to time without having to be there through their ipad or their uh, iphone or connected device so so, i mean
0: this this nexia home intelligence this is something that you i mean you're you're partnering with nexia to be one of the no nexia is part of Ingersoll rand
1: Okay, so it's part of our business unit as well. So uh, when we were uh, a few years ago, when we still, when Ingersoll Rand had their security business, it started out as being able to connect locks uh, to a device and it now morphed into and now Ingersoll Rand no longer has the security business part of their portfolio. It, the Nexia Home Intelligence stayed with us and enables us to connect all these devices to a home and we're gonna take this to a step where people can literally manage energy efficiency in the home through this through this portal as well.
0: Now, when, you th- when I think of building automation, yeah. you know, I think of, you know, trained professionals. I think of, you know, people who, uh, you know, this is what they do for a living. Yeah. When you talk about the homeowner and the residential market, how simple are you making it to be able to, you know, uh, 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 get this information to them, and, and, and what are they going to
1: do with it? Yeah, this is all do-it-yourself. So this is, uh, this is an app that's available online that you can download. Uh, it's a portal that sits out on the... Uh, on on the internet that you're able to download and access directly okay you're able to connect this whole ecosystem of devices, literally do it yourself, push a button, push another button, the two devices pair, and it will show up in the ecosystem, just like the thermostat as well. And when the thermostat is connected into the ecosystem, all the information that's on the thermostat in terms of runtime, how long it's run, set points, all those kind of things, literally at the, are, at the, are in the palm of the hand of the homeowner. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes information as well in terms of how the equipment is operating and is the, uh, is the equipment operating efficiently. And that's all derived from information that resides literally on the HVAC system. That information will go to the servicing dealer okay? because we believe that a, a, a typical homeowner doesn't understand superheat for instance, doesn't understand whether filters are clogged and your fan is running at 85% efficiency or something like that. All that information will go to a... A servicing dealer, with the homeowner's approval, the homeowner has to opt in to allow that dealer to get that information. But once that servicing dealer has all that information, they can proactively follow up with the homeowner and schedule service, a regular service uh, uh, intervals, maintenance intervals.
0: Right. So what what the commercial market already has. In that you know, com- commercial service uh, provider yeah. can actually dial into a building automation system. Yeah. Now the residential market has that same capability with their set
1: of residential service providers. Exactly, we're getting we're we're uh, we're getting into the residential play, uh, marketplace from a from a service perspective, uh, making uh, the train dealer a more important asset to the homeowner, and hopefully using it to attract uh, competitive dealers to the train brand as well because we think there's value here that a competitive dealer may want to have as part of their portfolio as well albeit very cost effectively because we're in the residential marketplace now right unlike the commercial guys and dealing with contractors and all that kind of stuff right not to say that they're not cost effective but we have to be you know homeowner cost effective if you will this is this is people paying money out of their own wallet for this kind right. of functionality Right.
0: So now, I guess uh, the thermostat is one thing. Connecting it, that's all great. Yeah. Um, what goes along with that? I mean, you talk about the different types of systems that yep. uh, Train Residential is coming out with. Yep. Uh, what are what are some of the new systems that uh, that go along with this new thermostat?
1: Yeah. Generally, a homeowner or a system in a home in the United States, a ductive system would consist consist of an indoor unit, which would either be a furnace coil match or an air handler matched up to an outdoor unit, which would either be a heat pump or an air con- or a, a condensing unit, right? Um, we've been spending a lot of our time the past couple years getting ready for the minimum efficiency regulation changes that just came forward uh, January one two thousand fifteen. So we're uh, we're ready for that to be able to compete uh, cost effectively uh, at the kitchen table from a minimum efficiency standpoint all the way to um, you know twenty twenty two seer kind of a thing, and that would be where we're bringing a lot of technology to bear in terms of variable speed. If you think about outdoor units uh, and the way a, a, tip, a traditional ducted system work, it's either on or it's off, right? And um, as it becomes more efficient, the only way to get it more efficient is to put more heat exchanger in there, raise the effectiveness of the overall heat exchange system, and, but still the system turns on and turns off, right? And if you think about what energy efficiency is doing in the States and what energy is doing in the States, we're at a place where there's so much more demand for energy than there is um, uh, generation of energy. we got to think smarter about those units turning on and off and maybe run them continuously, albeit at a very low speed, for a, for a uh, period of time. That derives significant energy savings to the homeowner. And so, what we've got, we've got a line of uh, 18 and 20s here first commercially available product in the residential space uh, in the 18 and 20 SEER range. That is uh, both AC and um, and heat pumps, and then we've got correspondingly all the associated indoor matches in terms of variable speed equipment. Again, connected by all the thermostats that we just talked about earlier as well.
0: So basically, I mean, the one the one good thing about that is that you have you're matching the load of the building yep. more precisely, which means better humidification control in the the indoor environment, which is which is you know, when you have a, a system banging on and off. That's, that's going to be part of the problem. You're going to, you're going to affect the indoor air quality uh,
1: uh, of that system. Yeah, if you think about a home in the summertime, generally the second story is always undersized from a system standpoint, right? And it runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. It never feels like it gets cool, and it always feels like it's humid in the house because it's never handling that latent load, right? This one here, now with variable speed, with a properly sized variable speed system, may run at 20%. It, it It's not really providing any cooling per se. it'll provide a little bit of cooling to maintain that set spo- set point as the set point drifts a little bit it'll speed up, slow down, but really what it's doing is handling that latent load, the humidity load in the house and that does a lot both in in the heating season and in the cooling season from uh, you know um, uh, drywall not cracking, hardwood floors not separating. Uh, all those kind of things, molding, not cracking, those kind of things. So it handled, it, makes, it makes the home feel much more comfortable in the summertime. And I've got a variable speed system on my house, and generally I would run it at like 72 degrees upstairs. I'm now able to set it at 76 degrees upstairs and be more comfortable at 76 than I was be- with the prior system at 72 degrees. It's not the heat, it's the humidity. It's not the heat, it's the humidity. So now, I mean, obviously we talk about ducted
0: systems. I know that Terrain is now uh, unveiling a, uh, a variable refrigerant system yep. uh, for the residential market. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Uh, we've got uh, a line of well, uh, mini-split systems, right, and uh, uh, VRF or variable refrigerant flow systems as well. The mini-split systems is really our uh, ability what U.S. is predominantly a ducted market, right? But there is a need for mini-splits and VRF in this marketplace as well. Mini-splits, in, in, if somebody's, uh, you know, finishing a room over a garage or adding, a, you know, enclosing a patio on the back of the house or generally in some small apartments, you know, 750, 800-square-foot apartments may have a mini-split or two in the apartment instead of a ducted system. Much more efficient and much more uh, cost-effective for uh, for the tenant if you will. Variable refrigerant flow just takes that whole concept and goes much more broader in scale, where now you're literally running uh, and varying the flow of the refrigerant to multiple points in in a traditional ducted system. It would be those supply points in a house, those supply registers. Now you have a cassette with a little evaporator coil, and you're literally running refrigerant to multiple points throughout a, a building, a light commercial building, or maybe a, a new home or something like that, and you're literally doing point-of-use cooling. Whereas with a big home, ducted systems, you're cooling the whole first floor, and now you got the opportunity to cool just the kitchen and the master bedroom and let the other rooms drift a little bit until you walk into the room, and then motion sensing will uh, turn uh, that particular cassette on. So it's uh, all new systems for us uh, unveiled here at the HR, HR show excellent so what what a uh, new things haven't we covered uh, well there's a few things that I could talk about but well I don't I did not <laughs> at liberty talk about just yet but come to the HR show next year we'll be showing a whole lot more uh, new stuff next year as well all right fantastic well Ken I appreciate your time it's a pleasure Matt thank you
0: Alright, we've talked about a little bit about residential, um, now we're t- on the commercial side. Uh, we're here with Rolf Paper. Uh, Rolf, what, what's your title in Train? I'm
2: the product business
0: leader for the applied business
2: for Train Commercial in North
0: America. So, what are some of the new products that uh, uh, Train is coming out with this year? What we have here
2: is our brand new Synthesis air-cooled chiller. This is our latest generation, next generation of um, air-cooled chiller, which will be available this year, um, ranging from 110 tons up to 500 tons. It's part of the Eco EcoWise portfolio, which is a portfolio of products designed to lower the environmental impact with next generation, low global warming potential refrigerants, and very high, fi- high efficiency. This product is going to be available with um, R134A refrigerant, as well as with DuPont's Option XP10 refrigerant, which is R513A. 513A enables us to lower the GWP of the refrigerant by 55%. And on top of that, the synthesis chiller has been designed to reduce the um, refrigerant content in the unit by up to 40%. The unit ships standard with um, train adjustable frequency drives, and it's got a number of different noise attenuation options. So this product is marketed and, and aimed at the um, commercial office space, K through twelve education space. It's really a mainstream chiller, and we're very proud to launch this this year. This offers us an opportunity to lead the lead the industry um, down the path of lower lower GWP refrigerants without compromising unit performance or efficiency. Now, what sizes? is it available in um, it'll be available from June up to um, from 110 up to 210 tons and from October from 210 up to 500 tons
0: now this this chiller if you, you know you're looking at it has a beautiful paint job um, now obviously it's a pretty much a self-contained you have the the pumps internal to the unit is that something that's standard uh, with the uh, the, uh, uh, the synthesis chiller
2: um, what you see here is it's got the integrated pump package on this unit, which we have on the show floor. That will be
0: available as an option for the units. Okay, so it's not it's not necessarily standard. It's an option that you can select. You can select with uh, you know redundant redundant pumps or correct. Okay. So, uh, anything else about the synthesis chiller that you, you'd uh, you'd want to touch on? Um, it's As I mentioned, it's got our latest
2: generation chiller technology, um, adjustable frequency drives, micro-channel coils, um, variable, ver- variable speed drives on the condenser fans. Um, highly efficient unit enables us to exceed ASHRAE 2013 um, performance minimums by 25% or more. Fantastic.
0: Now, uh, right behind us, we have the uh, new uh, train air handling unit. Can you tell us what's what's special about this uh, this unit itself?
2: What we have here is one of our new next generation train performance climate changes. It's available with a um, fan array configuration with full redundancy, something that's really important for mission critical applications. It's also installed with our train catalytic air cleaning system which is a very efficient way of, of filtering out um, carbon particles out of the atmosphere. So target markets for this unit are really in healthcare applications anywhere we want to get germs and carbon particles out of the air.
0: Now, is this, is this unit itself, um, I, I guess, how do you select the size? Does it come in certain standard sizes? Is it, you know, how customizable is it? Um, What we
2: have on the floor here is um, our high-end product, our fully custom product. Um, It's part of the performance climate change portfolio. We have a wide variety of those from smaller units to extremely large custom units. So really, train can deliver any air handling need for all our customers' needs, from a standard catalog configuration to
0: a fully custom um, configuration. Excellent. Well, I appreciate your time, Ralph, uh, for uh, talking about the products. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, and we're back. Uh, thanks again to our guests, Ken Shonek and Rolf Paper. Ken is actually now the VP of Engineering and Technology on the commercial side, so he's kind of uh, you know flip sides there over at Ingersoll Rand. And Rolf is now the uh, VP of Product Management and Marketing over at Ingersoll Rand. So I appreciate every one of you listening to the, uh, the episode. I hope it was interesting. If it was, share it with somebody that you know, uh, trying to get the word out. Uh, one of the things that I would ask of you uh, is to uh, go to the website, HVAC360.com, and sign up to be on the list. Uh, so there's a, some exciting things that I'm doing with the list and uh, trying to get some things started. So if you want to be included in on that, uh, then to go to HVAC360.com. And sign up to be on the list. And uh, as always, remember, know what you build and share what you know.